Yo. Gvur Hashem, Perak Dalad. So until now, we've been discussing Mitzrayim, right? And the Tzura versus the Homer. So now, where's Knan going to fit in on this, on this uh, spectrum, right? So the truth is that... Wait, you stayed for the you stayed for the Kiddush last night. So Alex knows. Last night. Uh, yesterday day. Yeah. Shabbos kidding. Spoke about Kanan a little bit. Alex Lane. <laughs> Sparked my memory. Shalom says a levuya haritzos v'lein kato the old day silim. Oh yeah. Tzrayim Kanan. Okay. You see how important Chazar is. As you walk, right? Then saying this is like a cloud goggle. After you hear a shear, as you as you walk, walk out, right. if you hazard it, then you actually retain it. Yeah. So now let's go back again, right? So the midrash that that, that midrash that we were doing in the beginning, right, says that Mitzrayim were mekulkul and Knan were mekulkul, right? So what what is the midrash trying to say with that? Kukul is uh, um, perverted. Yesh lechaladas inyan knan. You should know what the not the, all the superficial traffics, right? Because people sometimes ask questions like, "What do you mean?" But um, in Egypt also they had idol worship, and the Canaanites were also uh, you know doing other affairs, etc. Right? What's the Indian of it? What's the what's the internal, the deep definition, the root of what they are? It'll express itself in many different ways, right? So we spoke about the with Mitzrayim. It was um, ervas haaretz. It's it's a it's a mokum znus. It's a basar hamorim basaram. Now they also did idol worship in order to permit for themselves their eyes. Yeah. The, the tachlis was rice. Now the is the definition of of of, the, of what they are. Mashenkin, Yisrael inyan knan. What about knan? Ki kemosha amar nula mala. Ki Yisrael heim kemot sura nivdelus minachomer. That we said earlier, the klal sura that's nivdelus minachomer, separate from the homer. We'll discuss this concept at length shortly. And there is something else called a tzura that is sunken in mutba, sunken in or imprinted. If you think about an imprinted image, is inside of the um, homer into which it was imprinted. Mutbas b'chomer. Vizos Hatsura hi Tsura Hapchusa. And this is a low level Tsura. This is a two different types of Tsuras. They are very different. Did we give the marshal before about um, the diamond and the royal crown? Yeah. Alex, yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember do you remember what I remember, I remember you giving it to the in, uh, okay. It was in a different, completely 
Okay, so tell me if it, is it, I'll say it over quickly. Um, so we all know that a raw diamond, right? It's not it's you know randomly shaped, right? So you know, it could be oblonged, it could be round, it could be whatever. Um, and besides, it's got imperfections scattered throughout. And the job of a good diamond cutter is to figure out, you know, like, so to speak, to imagine where can I cut away the least amount and get rid of the most imperfections and come away with the cleanest, largest, most expensive stone, right? And if he, instead of doing that, let's say he decides, oh, I want to get rid of that one imperfection right in the middle, right? So I'm actually going to crack it in half. I'm going to have two much smaller stones. I'm going to get rid of that imperfection in the middle. So he just diminished the value. I mean, if it was a small imperfection, it could have been left. And instead, he made it into two small stones. He just diminished the value by like, you know, half or whatever. It is, right. So that, that's the shikul that a diamond cutter has to make. Okay. And also, they use the different shapes. There's the princess cut and, you know, I don't know, emerald cut and the, all these different cuts. Again, to because of it's differently shaped, so I can get rid of some of the imperfections. Or I can fit it into the weird shape of the stone, and while keeping the stone as large as possible. Some stones are long and more flat, so you make an emerald, I think it is, diamond, etc. Others it will be princess cut. Okay? That's the hajman that goes into making a diamond. And that's his job. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, because he makes these decisions. Yeah? So, you come to him with a raw stone, you just dug it up in your mine in Africa. This is, right, you're so excited about it. It's a big stone. And he evaluates, he says, this is this, this should be an emerald cut. And if you make an emerald cut, maybe five carats is going to be absolutely awesome. It's going to be worth a million dollars. So that's what you do. But if you are the representative of the, um, you know, British queen, right, that the diamond on her crown actually fell out and she lost it right and now the royal crown is missing that one diamond and she has instructed you to replace that diamond and that diamond has a certain size and a certain you know, shape right to match the whole crown to fit into that place so you tell the diamond cutter i really appreciate your input on this but actually you know, that's completely irrelevant, what you just said, right? It needs to be a princess cut, and it has to be... You know, I, it'll be a little bit less, or it'll have slightly, you know, it will have an imperfection. It's irrelevant, right? Has to, it has to be a princess cut. So, emerald cut's not going to do it. Okay? That's the difference between Surah Hanadalas Minachomer and Surah Mutpah Bechomer. A Surah Mutpah Bechomer means the Homer defines what the Surah is going to be. The tzura is coming to optimize the homer. I've got a particular type of a rock. What's the best way to use it? What's the best way to express the potential in this rock? Well, look at it in and of itself. You don't want to, what? want to look at it in and of itself without having it have to fit into this crown. You want it to be able to express itself on its own. That's tzura saying. No, 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 no. You got it backwards. That's, that's the Surah Mudba B'chomer. Which means the Chomer defines for you what the Surah is going to be. That's when you have the crown. Right? No. Listen. The rock. The rock that I have, depending on the location of the imperfections, tells you 
the this should be a uh, like I said an emerald cut, right? Whereas which means you are doing what the rock tells you to do. You're coming to optimize the rock, right? You're coming to make the rock as good as it can be. Yeah, I was taking much the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the yeah, rock was going to be like, I'm like us. I, 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 I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the truth is, we'll get there in a second. That that is also will be relevant. Whereas, the other way around is there's a greater definition that comes from elsewhere and has a, a, you know, and and the and the diamonds on the crown, of course, and the British crown. But let's say it's the crown of Mashiach, and Mashiach ben David, right? So obviously that crown is going to be all picabola, what type, what color rocks, what size, where, right? It's going to be very, very big in Yonim, right? So the definition of what shape this diamond is going to be cut to, it's going to be determined by the fact, like, you know, this, this rock. It's going to be determined by, you know, the, the Navi that tells you that this has to be a princess cut, Right? And then you go and you tell the diamond cutter, make it like this. I, but the rock is not exactly, I don't care. The rock has to fit towards what the truth is. That's the Nivdalas That's the Surah Nivdalas The Surah is this. Now make it work. Okay? Now think about now with our lives. Yeah? People say, well, what's the, I mean, many people appreciate having a, uh, a God in their lives and that there should be moral values and it will help create a bond in the community and in the family and have a certain connection between the generations and uh, guidance to people to live meaningful lives. People feel fulfilled, right? They have a goal and, and because of that life is better. Life is substantially improved, uh, right, by being a religious person. Sounds like a uh, sounds like a Kiruv rabbi, right? You are, right? Mark, you can bring us closer. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you a question. Did, you, did either one of you two guys read the uh, "To Remain a Jew" by Rav Yitzchak Zilber? No, but I have it. It's, it's, it's a very worthwhile read. Very. He's time in Russia. In Russia, yeah. He was born probably like a hundred years ago or so. It's written, it's written in English. Yeah. yeah. I have it. If you don't have it, you want to borrow it. You can borrow it. It's very worthwhile. Um, not. So uh, so when he would spend Shabbos in the most miserable circumstances, like you know. Because he couldn't, I don't know, right? He he's freezing cold, right? And all he has to do is turn on the stove, and it'll get nice and warm, and it'll be gavaldic. He'll be able to enjoy Shabbos so much, right? Is he gonna turn on the stove? I. But what do you mean? But Shabbos is so gishmak, right? Like you, you, this is called good. You're freezing cold. You have nothing to eat. Uh, you're stuck in a Siberian gulag. Um, and like starving, hungry, th th this is like called optimizing your life, right? Answer is there's an objective truth out there. That's the tzura. That's the definition of what has to be. Now, now 
what what about my physical life? How's it gonna make it work? That however it'll be, that's how it's gonna be. Okay, as opposed to well, what do you mean? You have to, I mean, synagogue is very far. If you drive to synagogue, right? So then you can have a very nice service. What are you supposed to do? Daven at home on, on Shabbos? Right? Hopefully not. No, I'm saying you, 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 yeah. but the fact is you live very far. So the 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 rabbits the, the what's it called? The rabbit, the female rabbi? <laughs> In the reform, right? So she says you could drive. She's called rabbi. Okay. So she says you could drive, right? The Orthodox one. Okay. Yeah. We 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 so we're 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 following along over here. This is in Surah Hanivdelus Minachomer and Surah Nidbabachomer. The classic case where the Psukim and Chazal say this is Hashem. Hashem says, I remember Zacharti. Chesed um, Naraich. I always butcher the psukim. It's not the exact words of the pasuk. I'm sure. Belechte Chacharai b'midbar, something like that, right? So I mean, I remember what you did when you went after me in the midbar, which was what that that we brought carbonus while we were in the midbar. Right? We were in the midbar for for 38 years, right? And the entire time we were bringing carbonus. Now, why is that so weird? It's extremely weird. Um, when Avram Avinu had guests, he he brought them water to wash their feet. Right, the angels came, the three, uh, so the Mephorshim there say, because he was concerned for idol worship. The, the, the dust on their feet would be idol worship. So he didn't want it to come in. Question is, dust idol is it doesn't seem like such a thing that you would worship. So there are different explanations, but but, but um, there are those who say that it, no, that, that these were why would someone be out on a 110 day, 110 degrees Fahrenheit day, right? Like Avram Avinu thought of, right? Why would someone be out in this type of weather? These must be worshippers of the sun. These must be people. Who are obsessed with the sun, with the heat of the sun. This is like their big holiday, right? On such a hot day, and dust is the like that that uh, shows it. Meaning, um, sun turns things to dust, right? Right. So that for them, this is like an expression of idol worship. Gets to the point. If you're if you're a desert dweller, the natural thing for you to worship will be, let's say, the sun, and your service will be with the things that are readily available. It'll be with sand or, I don't know, some weird-looking rock oh, or whatever it may be. If you live in, if you live in, um, um, you know, I don't know, Scotland, right, then it'll probably be something to do with all that green grass, you know, whether it be animal, you know, you, then you can sacrifice animals probably because lots of animals over there, lots of grass for them to eat, right? means, means if people are making up their own religion, then they will do it according to the natural resources that are available. That's what makes sense. Right? And let's say then you take that Scottish person and you put him into the desert where there is no animals. So you'll say, okay, well, let me you know, readjust my religion to, you know, uh, like the desert dwellers do. That, that meaning 
Klaus are saying, the Torah says that this is the avoda, And this avoda will be done whether you have lots of animals or few. Whether you live in there, it's Yisrael, or you're in the Midbar, or in, right, or in outer space. Yeah? Uh, just like Yitzhak Zilber kept Shabbos even when he was in, in the Gulag. Right? It's, that it's the, this is the truth. So it has to be done. Right? Which means it's be'etzem avoda to us. This is this is be'etzem. This is this is the this is the morale speaks this out uh, as an explanation to the Gemara Brachas, where the Gemara has a back and forth between Klausrel and Hashem. Klausrel Hashem says to Hashem, "You've forgotten me." She says, "I could never forget you." That's what you what you did by walking after me in the desert. Um, so Klausrel, but then if that's the case, you, you can't forget the Cheta Eagle either. Back and forth. In their mitzvah. So this is Anyway, so the point is this is the big this is the big concept of Tsura Nivdalis Minachomer and Tsura Mudba Bachomer. Tsura Mudbachomer means the uh is simply a tool for improving my homer. Right? I use my mind to to advance the benefits of the body. So let's say what happens if the two come into conflict. My religion says one thing, but but and that was designed to optimize my enjoyment in life, right? But now I'm in a different situation where that would actually be detrimental to my enjoyment, like Rabbi Zilber and the Gula, right? So if the whole point of the tzura is to optimize the homer, and they come into conflict, so you have to either get rid of the tzura altogether or just Adjust it. Right? But if the whole point of the Chomer is to express the Tzura, this diamond is here not to be the best diamond he can be, but to complete the crown of the Melech, then whatever the Tzura is, that's what has to happen. Okay? How does, I'm here everything you say so far. I have puzzle how this applies to Mitzrayim versus Kanan. Mitzrayim, saying... No, forget Mitzrayim. We're talking about this is... Mitzrayim is just Homer. Right now we're distinguishing between Kanan and Klal Israel. Oh. Klal Israel is in the Dallas Homer. Right. Mitzrayim, it was, it was the Homer. Believe any Tzura whatsoever. Again, yeah. again, it has the Indian, what they represent. Obviously, nothing in this world can be everything that you know of is Homer and Surah. Right. So, obviously, Mitzrayim had a Surah. And obviously, Canaan had a, a Homer. Right. And also, Klaus had a Homer. But we're saying which of these abstract concepts, which, which of these concepts is represented by their essence? So, Mitzrayim is Basar Hamorim Basaram. They represent the physicality itself. Canaan represents the Tzura Hamud Bokhomer. So we'll see the difference in the two in the two cultures. So the difference is expressed. By Mitzrayim, they're the tachlis of, of all their, their efforts, even of Ozara, is for Paiva, is for Arias, right? Canaan, we're not going to see that. Canaan, we're going to see more like the, sh- the tachlis of their avoda is 
the tachas of their their es- the tachas of what it is, is they're doing there is a bodezara. But one second, yeah. we just defined that Swan of Dalt Melachomer, that's that'll be the Avodazara, let's say, right? Baal Baal, that would be a Tzchur of Nevdas Melachomer, right? Baal. Baal, because he's telling you what to do. But why is he there? Only to bring rain and to to make fertility, etc. Okay. I mean, he's coming to optimize the Homer. He's coming to optimize the Homer. Okay. Right? To make their lives as good as possible. So by the end of the day, Mitzrayim and Canaan are going to be doing the same thing. They both want the best life possible. The question is, where is their emphasis? Right? Is it on the... Put it like this. The, 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 on a superficial level, the Canaanites were much more into idol worship than the Egyptians. They were both, they were both so to speak, um, idol worshippers. Right? Right. They were both doing lots of Znus and other Averas. But from the two of them, the Canaanites were the more religious ones. Because they were... They, they were all about, I'm going to worship Baal so much, I'm going to sacrifice to my son, yeah, so that he should make my life good. The Egyptians... They weren't so. So they weren't as from. Now they also wanted their life to be good, but they were just, you know, very involved in making their lives good, and it was much more natural to them. Egypt, like we spoke about, was almost by def- it was like it's this little paradise, right? By the river, warm, you know, automatically automatic irrigation, um, you know. It's like, kind of, just, is. Yeah, it's just great, right? It's a vacation resort, Cancun, whatever it is. <laughs> Cancun with food. Cancun, there you have to like import all of everything. But um, whereas Canaan, they were fanatical idol worshippers because they were convinced that this is the way that they're, they're going to have all the physical desires that they want. This is going to optimize their physicality. They're going to have slacha, they're going to be rich, they're going to be powerful through the idol worship. You hear the difference? There's a there's an inter- intermediate step to get to the get to the point with Kanan. Right. Hashem came by Mitzrayim. Right. Again, again, on a certain level, maybe superficially, if you look at Mitzrayim, they're also doing the same thing. But by then, the emphasis was on the Homer. By Kanan, the emphasis was on the Tzur um, Okay. So, uh, so there's a little bit of an introduction. Will get us a long way. This is a big concept. Is this what you remembered? Yeah. Uh, where we were? No, I'm saying with the diamonds. And, uh, yeah. No, well, I actually, well, once you explained it, but I was going to take the much the other way. Was yeah, yeah, but, but, I'm saying, but that's an important point that I wanted to address. We'll, we'll stop. I know you have to leave. Yeah, but this is the important point. These people talk about expressing yourself, right? It's important to. Expressing yourself is nice, but again, I don't know if Ravitzik Zilber managed to express himself in that in the way that you would imagine. You didn't get to learn as much as you would have he would have liked, right? You'd like to you'd like to learn on Shabbos, you'd like to become a Tamil Chacham, but you don't have any light. All you have is a candle. And a candle we know Chazal said there's a there's a Xera, Shemayate. 
So you can't learn it unless you have a Shomer, and you don't have a Shomer. So you just have to sit there, bottle, and not learn. I, but I'm not expressing myself. I want to become a Tamachach. The answer is, so, so the answer is, you're expressing, so, so you don't have to express yourself. Step number one. But I, but how can it be that Hashem built such a world where the Tzura that He's imposing, right, where He defined the Torah, is actually not going to express the Homer in the best way possible? The answer is Hashem's infinite wisdom, actually, it does. It does actually express the Homer in the best way possible. But you don't always see it. It might take until Olam Habo until you see how that's going to happen. Okay? Thank you.